0: You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora.
1: What is going on? Hello. Welcome back (laughs) to the podcast. We are back right here with our opening segment. We got... Reg back, that's what I call him, Reg, but his name is Ben. We got Brianna, my wife, and we got an apple most importantly. (laughs) Ben, why don't you tell us what type of apple this is? Today's Apple Impact is a combination of two apples. It is called a Wild Twist Apple. Um, Cool
0: name. And it is a combination of Pastor Joey's favorite apple, a Honeycrisp,
1: and one of my favorite apples, a Pink Lady. No way! (laughs) Yep. (laughs) the the backstory on that is that he got me a pink lady one time and like it like ripped up my gums and he just makes fun of me for it all the time so it's really ironic i did not enjoy a pink lady so that's good this is gonna be interesting i didn't really enjoy the pink lady but i really enjoy honey crisp apple let's see hmm. awesome that sounds good but it's time to rate, rate that, that apple. apple here we go let's go let's okay. take a bite here we go All right. I'm just kind of feeling like... the All right. The flavor of the apple is incredible. I, I'll, I'll definitely it's go good. there. It's very a really sweet. good flavor. Sweet. That's very sweetness. sweet. The very skin tart. is kind of tough. I felt chewy. that as well. The skin is a little bit chewy. You know why? That's the pink lady. That's <laughs> the pink lady <laughs> coming out right there. I'm glad my gums are still intact this time.
0: Okay. Hmm. I like this apple.
1: Oh Okay. Alright. The flavor's just excellent. Like... That's very simply put, does anybody have any further evaluation? Here? The
0: flavor's good, the crispiness is good, yep. and, and you get a good bite with it, is yep. what I would say. But it, the skin is a little bit chewy. I like the flavor yeah. also, and I don't like the skin at all.
1: Yeah. It tastes waxy. Okay, that's that's what I was feeling. Not um bad. Thumbs down. I'm going to start off my rating here. I'm going to go with a 5.5. Wow.
0: That's kind of like, wow. I I don't think it was that bad.
1: You're saying it's slightly above average. Yes. Because the thing is, you have to understand, me and Ben have tried so many apples that I just know what it's like in comparison to other apples. And I could get easily I can list off 10 apples that would be better than this apple. Easily. It wouldn't even be hard for me to, like, get to 10. I might even get to 15 or 20. I don't want to call you out, but I don't know if you can name 15 apples right now. I think I could. 15. I don't know. I think I can name 10. Reasonably. Do you want to try? Dude, DJ, how far into this podcast are we right now? Three minutes. All right, I'm gonna try really fast. Ready? Honeycrisp, Envy, um, uh, Golden Apple, um, a whole Pink Lady. Uh, I, do you like want me to just keep naming? Like, does it have to be apples that are better than, or just any apple? All right, Red Delicious, uh, a Pinata apple, the one that we had the other day, um, a Cosmic Crisp, a. Did I say Envy already? Okay. Hold on. Granny Smith. Um, oh, I only need two more. I'm actually doing pretty well. Wow, we're doing um, no, we're doing 15. No, we're doing oh, 10. ten. Uh, if I can't think of them it's really fast, then I'll just give up these. I don't want to spend too much time. Um, I know that I just... I know I've had... What? I don't know what the name of it is. That's the thing. We had this one from Stu Leonard's that was like a caramel one. I don't remember the names of all these. out. The caramel one was way better than this one. Like Autumn Glory. That was excellent. He helped, um so. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know the next one, but, it, but was that was pretty you good. Your phone just Anyway, <laughs> I'm going with like like a 5.5. I just feel like the skin is way too tough and I I really wouldn't enjoy eating a full one of these apples. My stomach would feel kind of weird from the from like how waxy the skin That's is. That's fair.
0: Mm-hmm. Um well, I think even as a non-apple enthusiast, this is not a very good apple. I don't know. It's okay. Oh. I like the I like the the taste of it. So I'll uh, maybe give it a six and a half,
1: 6.5. I think that's pretty much right where I'm at. I think, I think I'm think i actually at a 6.5. I think it is the, like more than slightly above average. I think the taste is really good and you get a good crisp. It's just the skin, really. My next bite was that's a little bit good. better. I might, I, I'm, I, I'm gonna, after that next bite, I'm gonna go with a six. I'm not gonna go any higher than that. A six is Very good. That's so, so. yeah. fair. But anyway. That's it for today's Rate That Apple. We had a, a wild twist today, and um, it was quite a wild twist. Last week's was an 8.8 for me and Ben. Brianna took a little. Brianna went crazy with it. It was like a 10. <laughs> no, I said no, I, I said 9. nine. She, I said
0: 9. 9. It was good. It was good.
1: But like anyway, last week's apple was much better. Wild twist. Um, I would say if you like tougher skin and waxier skin, this is your apple. That's, That's disgusting. There you go. <laughs> Thank you guys very much for joining to Rate That Apple. Yes. But now... It's time to talk about more pressing things. Mm. The real, the real, it's time yeah. to talk about the the real reason why we hopped on this podcast today. And, oh, done with this apple? Yeah. Honestly, I might snack I might, on it a little I bit throughout. Happen. I'm not going to lie. All right. but Smack on it. <laughs> um, ben won't want to take my apple. Uh, but we want to talk about today something that I believe that every Christian should have an understanding of. I think that the church today doesn't have a full understanding of this topic and we throw it around as if we know what it is but we really don't have a full understanding and that is salvation. Mm. The basics of salvation is what I want to talk about. We need to become foundational in our Christianity which is what Brianna and I and uh, Ben when he's been on as well have tried to do these last couple episodes is really lay a foundation. Lay a foundation. Um the basics of salvation, the, the first thing to define is what is salvation? What is a definition of salvation? I have one written down here that I, that I um, found and that I kind of stitched together based on my own understanding and study through the Word of God. Salvation is the deliverance of our sin and the consequences of it through the death, resurrection, and saving power of Jesus Christ. And I added a second sentence which says salvation is available to everyone and is up to an individual to accept or reject salvation. Salvation is deliverance from our sin and the consequences of it. That's, that's really what salvation is, and the only way we can attain that is through the death, the resurrection, and the saving power of Jesus Christ. That's the only way to have salvation.
0: Amen. It's good.
1: But Brianna and I, what we're going to do today is we're going to go through Uh, a couple of different basics of salvation. And I have some different points here. They're not very long. I think that I have about six of them, seven of them, but they're quick, so be ready. We're going to go through these pretty quickly. The first one, salvation is necessary to go to heaven. I know that this might seem kind of fundamental for those of you that are watching that have been Christians for a long time, But maybe for those that are newer to the faith or those that uh, don't know much about the faith, they have this understanding, well, everyone just goes to heaven. You know, salvation, you know, is not necessarily necessary. It's a nice thing, but no, it's actually necessary. It is a requirement to go to heaven. Not everybody is saved. Not everyone is saved. God wants everyone to be saved. 2 Peter 3.9 tells us that, but. Not everybody is saved. And I want to go ahead and uh, read John three fourteen through 18, just to show you this. Brianna, if you want to read that.
0: Sure. Starting in verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son.
1: I see my Bible real quick. Sorry, we're sharing a Bible because Brian doesn't have her NLT today. And that's the one that I'm we slacking. like to read out of, But that's okay. <laughs> but I want to point out a couple of things here. First. It says, so that everyone who believes in Him will have eternal life. Clearly, there is a requirement that everyone who believes in Him, and we'll get into the uh, specifics of what that belief really is in a second, because some people might be thinking right now, well, you know, I can just believe in Him. I can just believe in Jesus. But we'll talk about that in more detail in a second, of what really involves uh, is involved in salvation. Mm -hmm. But then... Again it says so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And uh, and then it says that in, at the end anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. So Clearly, there's a distinguishing between those who believe in Jesus and those who do not believe in Jesus. Those who have accepted the gift of salvation and those who will not accept the gift of salvation. If you accept it, you have eternal life. If you don't accept it, you do not have eternal life. It's not just an everyone is saved type of ordeal. Um, John 14, 5-6, uh, it says... No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Very clearly, no one comes to the Father. No one has salvation is what Jesus is saying. No one can know God except through me. Jesus is the only way to salvation. That's why he says no one can come to the Father except through him.
0: Yeah, that's right. You need. We needed Jesus in order to know the Father, and so knowing Him is necessary. It's good. It's important. This is important stuff.
1: It's very important. It's fundamental to our faith. It's really. It's really tough because we live in a generation that tells people that they can be saved on their own merits. That tells people that they can be saved just because. You know, oh, you know, well, I'm going to be saved because I, you know, did something nice the other day. You know, God's this nice God that has absolutely no wrath whatsoever. When in reality, God actually is very angry at sin. He's not angry at people necessarily. He's angry towards sin, though, very much so. And so, sin is not something that God tolerates. God is an all loving God, but all do do not mix all loving with all accepting. It's very different. Next point: salvation. Is a gift by God by God's grace. It's a gift from God by His grace. Ephesians two, eight through nine. Brian, if you want to read that real quick. Yes. We might as well get your Bible involved. It's gonna to be too much back and forth, but go ahead, read it. Uh,
0: eight through nine. Okay. God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it.
1: Amen. Salvation is by God's grace. What do I mean by that? God did not have to save humanity, but he chose to save humanity out of his grace. There was no requirement that God needed to say, oh, well, you know what? I feel kind of obligated to save them. No, he did it out of his abundant grace and love for humanity that he said, I'm going to send my son to die on a cross for Uh, the sins of the world it's by grace people you know sometimes people think that they can earn it that they could do things to uh, receive it it's by grace and the next part we'll talk about this at the end through faith it's by grace through faith it's a gift from God there's nothing that we could have done to earn our salvation salvation is a gift of God's grace
0: yeah and it's a gift that we get to receive every person gets to receive no matter what they've done it's available for everybody we talked about this a- in a couple weeks ago that it's available even for people who aren't going to choose it Jesus died knowing people wouldn't choose him yes. it's for everybody
1: yes yes he did next one so we have our first two salvation's necessary to go to heaven salvation is a gift from God's uh I'm sorry salvation is a gift from God by his grace and the next one salvation is is more than an acknowledgement that one believes in God. Salvation is more than an acknowledgement that one believes in God. I know that that might sound interesting to some people. What do you mean? I can't just say that God is, you know, not real. I can't, or I can't just say that God is real and be saved. Well, why not? Well, look at what James chapter 2, 19 says. This is a scary verse for some people.
0: Verse 19, you say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror.
1: So so basically what that scripture is saying is, guess what? Even demons, even Satan himself understands that God is real. He's very much aware that God is real. He understands that, you know, yeah, like, I believe in God. I believe he exists. Saying I believe in God is different than saying that you believe God. When you say you believe in God, and Jesse DePlanis actually said this when he ministered at our church, is if you say, I believe in God, well, that's good. Every, you know, that's nice yeah. that you believe in God. You know, that, that's cool. That doesn't save you, though, because even Satan understands that God is real. Even he believes in God. I believe the fact that Brianna exists, but I may not believe the words that Brianna says. They're two completely separate things. In order for someone to be saved, they can't only believe in God. They must believe God.
0: Yeah. It's more, it's more than just saying like, I believe that God is a real being. Right. It's a, it's a higher acknowledgement of saying, oh, he's like, he's the greatest. He's the highest. He's Lord.
1: Right. And, And when I go on the streets sometimes, and I actually haven't been in a while, I don't want to be misleading, but I will be soon actually two weeks. We're doing something with impact on the streets. Um, that's our youth group here. But, um, you know, uh, when I went on the streets like a year ago, I was there and, uh, I was ministering to some people, and I, we would do this every Friday at North Point, uh, my Bible college that I went to. And I, I would go out there and ask people, you know, I'd minister to them, and they, yeah, I believe in God. Oh, you know, they, they believe in God as they are sitting there with their fireball whiskey, you know, drunk out of their mind type of deal. And, you know, obviously we all make mistakes and things of the, that nature. So I'm not trying to say that, you know, it, you can never do anything wrong or anything. Obviously, we should look to live a holy life. But, you know, they're sitting there saying they believe in God, but clearly by their actions, they do not believe God. They believe that he exists. You know, oh, yeah, you know, I went to Catholic Church because, you know, I believe in God. Well, that's nice that you believe in God, but even the, even Satan and his demons believe in God, but they still tremble in fear because they understand that they don't that they don't actually like live for God. They don't actually do things that are right by God. If believing in God was enough, Satan would be fine right now. Satan would be in heaven right now if believing in God was enough. That's a that's a reality check for a lot of people. If believing in God was enough, Satan would be in heaven right now. Okay. Next one. So salvation's more than an acknowledgment that one believes in God. Next, salvation does not just mean someone is a good person. Salvation does, uh, I'm sorry, salvation does not just mean someone is a good person. Mark 10, uh, 18. Brianna, if you want to read that.
0: Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. Only God is truly good.
1: Okay. So only God is truly good, right? Some people have taken this kind of far. I was at Bible college one time. And uh, this kid, he was he was talking to me over uh, by my room. And I said something like, you know, like, uh, hey, man, like, I, I, told, I don't know why I said this to him. It was like within the context of the conversation. I told him he was a good guy. Like, I was like, hey, you're a good guy. You know, I was just using it like a compliment type of thing. And he was like, no, I'm not. No one's good but God alone, or whatever. And I was just like, all right, like you know, like let's let's calm down with the hyper humility because that's how some people be sometimes. Like, you know, hey, like you know, like dude, you're a good basketball player. Oh no, I'm really not. I'm really not. (laughs) Like, like just accept the compliment sometimes. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Like, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But anyway, you know, some people take this extreme. But what that verse really means, and what Jesus is suggesting, is the fact that without God, nobody is good. In our own humanity, no one is good. Jesus is teaching the fundamental lesson that that no one is good without God. Jesus clearly is not saying that he is not. Jesus is clearly also pointing to the fact, to this individual actually, uh, and I just remembered this from school, that why are you calling me good? Almost asking, the begging the question to the person, if God is the only one that's good, I must be God then, is what he was trying to point out to that person actually in that context. But without God, none of us can be good. Without God, we are completely evil. We're wicked in our ways completely. Without God, nobody is a good person without God. In the eyes of God, the only way someone can be good is by being in line with Jesus Christ. Because then when God sees us, he really sees Jesus. That's the reality, yeah. is that when you accept Jesus, you God actually sees you uh, in the same way that He sees His Son, because you're in agreement with Him. Not in the same way that you are Jesus or anything, but the fact that He's on the inside of you, living within you by His Spirit. So, th- it's the very fact that that we are not good without God. This idea that I can just do nice things and go to heaven, well... You still wouldn't be good in God's eyes because without God, none of us are good.
0: Right. We all have sin. The Bible says we've been all been born into sin and shaped in iniquity. Yes. So every person, no matter what, you can try to do as much good throughout your life. You can think the good outweighs the bad things that you've done. But at the end of the day, we all have sin and we need forgiveness. We yes. need the goodness yes. of God. We need we need that in order, like we needed the sacrifice of Jesus in order for God to see us as that righteousness as yeah. that good that jesus carried
1: i'll give you a perfect example how about this gandhi if you guys know who that is or uh um, or like um nelson mandela those type of people that were like good people by the world standards and such did a lot of good things per se you know i'm sure they did a lot of bad things as well but i'm just saying that that, that the world looked at them positively they need to, they need salvation just as much as Adolf Hitler needed salvation. There's right. absolutely no difference between, okay, they did nice things. Guess what? If, if someone doesn't accept Jesus as their Savior and doesn't uh, do another element, which we'll talk about in a second, then guess what? They're gonna to go to hell just like anybody else, and I don't mean to be strong and, and rude in saying that. I'm just saying the reality. If I didn't accept Jesus, if I didn't repent to my sin, I'd be on my way to hell just like anybody else right. that that um you know did evil and wicked things, right. a murderer or someone that's a charitable person. They all need salvation. There is no difference in in the fact. Yeah, they might be a better person to society, but still, we all need salvation. Right. Next thing. Salvation, listen to this one, must involve repentance. Salvation must involve repentance. Repentance is required for salvation. Acts 2.38.
0: It says, Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit.
1: There you go. Repentance was required. In other words, repentance meaning a turning from sin. A turning from sin. Brianna, if you could pull up 2 Corinthians 7.10. Repentance is a turning from sin. Repentance is saying, you know what? I acknowledge the fact that without God, I'm a sinner. I'm completely dependent. On, on God. I need to turn from my sin. I cannot continue to live in sin, yet proclaim God. I need to turn from this sin. Somebody needs to actually acknowledge that. A lot of uh, ministers, and I don't think they mean this uh, um, wrongly, but I think that we forget sometimes we just say, oh, all you have to do is accept Jesus as your savior. Well, actually, when you give an altar call as a minister. You actually have to include the fact that, and you have to repent of your sin. Because if there's an acknowledgement that Jesus is, is your Savior, but not an acknowledgement of our sin, then unfortunately we're in that place, perhaps, potentially, where we're, James 2.19, that we believe in God, but even the demons believe in God and still tremble. We actually need to repent and turn from our sins. 2 Corinthians uh, 7.10.
0: It says for the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow, but worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance results in spiritual death. So we have to literally walk away from from the sinful lifestyle. The, yes. That's what the repenting is. It's a turning away from what you did before. I'm taking a, not a 360, but a 180. I'm turning away and walking the other direction.
1: Yes, absolutely. Like that that's so huge is it says that, you know, the, basically the world does not lead to repentance. Why? The world doesn't want to admit that they're wrong. The world doesn't want to admit that they did something wrong, that they that they need a savior, that they really aren't a good person without God. They might do good worldly things, but ultimately they're not in right standing with God. Right. The world does not want to admit that. People, yes, the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ may offend some people because it's because Jesus is not interested in conforming to the things of this world. What the gospel is, is the gospel is conforming to the things of God, the things that He has declared for us to do it's funny that Brianna said a 180 not a 360 so many people they come to church and things of that nature and they do a 360 they do like uh do a thing where they're like all right you know fine I could do this God thing for a second but they don't do they don't repent so basically they think that they did something But in reality, they really did nothing. They just did a 360 and came back exactly to where they were before. But what the gospel calls for is a 180 and a turn from a lifestyle of sin. Does that mean that you'll never sin again? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that Uh, It's a turning and a commitment to do our best to live a life of holiness, a life um, of righteousness, where we say we're going to live and act righteously. You're already righteous and holy when you give your life to Christ. But through repentance, we're saying we want to make a commitment for our lifestyle to line up with holiness and righteousness. It's saying that I'm not going to, I'm gonna to choose to not live in wicked behavior anymore, and I'm gonna do my very best to conform by the power of the Holy Spirit to God's character and behavior.
0: Amen, amen, and it means that we're not conforming to the ways that even what our friends are doing, what the people around us, even if there's someone you know that you're like, they say they're a Christian and they're doing that, and you think, well, they say they're a Christian, I can do it too. Well, that doesn't mean necessarily that that should be what you're doing. You need to walk in the ways that the Bible says, and not just what other people say is the right thing, even if they right. proclaim to be a believer. Absolutely. You need to line yourself up with the way that the Word says is holy.
1: Right. Like um, my my friend the other day actually, he was um, he was in Boston, and there was like a there was like an a abortion rally for abortion, not against it. Which, by the way, the Word of God is against abortion and for life, uh, all to all kinds of life, but. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they were at this big rally and stuff like that. And my friend, he, uh, stepped up and he, uh, was, uh, ministering and he was talking and things of that nature, uh, to some people and it offended people, the things that he was saying. And so they tried to bum rush him with a, with a metal bike block that was like, two feet big or something like that. I don't even know. It was, it was, it was, it was a big huge, thing. It was heavy metal. They tried like... to hit him in the head with it. And that's what I'm saying. It, and now, now, granted, they, they arrested the person that did that and stuff like that. But he missed, thank God, and stuff. And my friend is all right. But that's the thing. The message of repentance, the message that there is evil, will offend some people. Uh, it absolutely popular. will. And it will cause people to get upset. Um, The next one, and these two, last two, go together. Salvation must involve two things, faith and confession. Faith and confession. Romans 10, 9, I can just quote it, Brianna. Okay. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. If you believe in your heart, that's faith, believing in your heart, understanding I truly believe this in my heart, and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. There is a believing and there is a confessing. The believing, the faith aspect, will involve conforming to the things that God uh, wants you to do. And when you really believe it in your heart, then you understand the fact that, okay, well, I need to repent from my sin. I need to do these things that God, God's word says. And by confessing with your mouth, you're declaring and saying that I truly believe this from my heart. There is a, uh, people that don't like positive confession, which is the belief that you can confess things and that when you confess them over your, over your life, that there's power, there's life in those words. And that's a principle that, that's in the Bible. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. People that don't like positive confession, it's interesting because it was positive confession which saved them. They confessed it with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. Right. That that's a part. of it. They positively confess that Jesus is Lord and that God raised them from the dead. So it's by believing in your heart, that's faith, and confessing with your mouth.
0: That's right. It's a powerful thing. And, you know, people like we were talking about before, people miss the second part. They just say, Well, I'm just gonna believe that God is God, but I'm you know, that's it. Like that's where it stops with me. Like and I'm sure that some of you have heard people say that. You maybe your friends have said that, Well, I believe in God, but like And that's like, that's kind of it. There's, that's not, like we said, that's not enough. It has to involve that. You believe not only that he is like, that he's your, your Lord, but you say it out of your mouth.
1: Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll be clear on this and this, people do not like to hear this. But and I don't mean to again. When I say people don't like to hear this, the the reason why I say it is because someone needs to tell to tell people. Somebody needs to be honest with people. Why? Because people are on their way to hell, and we don't want them to go there. We want them to go to heaven because God's love is so great for everyone that He wants everyone uh to come to repentance. So uh, I have to say this. Uh, but. Someone that says they believe in God yet is not willing to conform to a lifestyle of God and His Word and just has no desire to do that. I'm sorry, but that person is not saved. That person does not have salvation in their heart. By their own confession, we know that. Because if they really had salvation in their heart and truly grasped on to believing uh, the gospel, they would look to live a life that's honoring to God. That's just the truth of God's Word. If If I say... that I love Brianna, but never do anything to show her I love her. How, how do I, how do I really have that true love for them? If, you know, Brianna says, you know, Joey, you know, I, I, you know, um, I know that you say you love me, but I just really don't like it when you or I really don't want you to, I don't know, make a mess all the time. Just throw your stuff all over the place. Yeah. Well, if I, I really, kidding. yeah, no, I'm very, I'm, I'm very kidding. clean. I'm very clean. When, but like when um you like if I just threw my stuff all over the place all the time, and just said, "Well, I don't really care what you think." What type of love is that? It's, right. the same, it's the same principle, but even much deeper, the fact that if we really say we believe in God and we believe God, if we really mean those things with our mouth and understand we really want to be a Christian, believe the gospel, then there actually is a change that should come with our behavior. Right. There is now, that doesn't save you the change in your behavior, but it's evidence that it really, that change has really taken place in your heart. So... And that's what okay. salvation is. Every Christian needs to know this. If you listen to this podcast, tell your friends to listen to it. The reason why is because this right here could change somebody's life. I'm not saying that arrogantly um, because it's me. If any any minister preaches on salvation like this, it's something that they need to hear because it, it could really change somebody's life.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: But thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope that you enjoyed uh, listening to this podcast on the basics of salvation. Um, We love you guys so much. much. Uh, If you come to Impact Youth on Wednesday nights or if you're in between the ages of 6th grade and 12th grade, we'd love to see you at Wednesday nights at 630. Uh, We love you guys so much, and uh, we'll see you on Wednesday. God bless.
0: Thank you for listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled.
1: God bless.